Hey fam, hello, hello, hello. Family, I am here with a word, okay? So, we're going to get right into this. So, the Lord, in my prayer time, the Lord was just talking to me about um, restoring people's sight and how people have no vision. You don't, you don't, you don't know what God put you here for. You don't understand your purpose. You, you just, you can't see. And Jesus said that he's come into the world to render sight to the blind. So he's here to give you vision. He's here to make that vision plain to you. He's here so you can understand the assignment. Okay. And, um, the Lord is just saying that it's power in your vision. It's power when someone asks you, where do you see yourself in the next couple of years? Where do you see yourself in the next couple of months? It's power when you have the, the revelation of your vision. It's power when God begins to show you it because now you're not shooting aimlessly. Now you understanding and, and you, you have determination, right? So the Lord, he told me to talk about two people in the Bible who had um, great determination, right? And I'm going to talk about Joseph, and I'm going to talk about Nehemiah, okay? So we're going to start with Nehemiah. Nehemiah was rebuilt in the temple, right? And even when he was facing opposition, even when people were lying on him, even when people were trying to set him up, like Sam Ballard and them, they were trying to set him up. But he was not swaying to the right or to the left because he had vision on his mind he understood what he came to do and he wasn't letting no um demonic influence no lying no none of that he wasn't about to let none of that take the vision away from him right so i believe it's nehemiah chapter six let's go to nehemiah chapter six right um let's see Let's go to verse eight. I replied, there is no truth in any part of your story. You are making up the whole thing. They were just trying to intimidate us, imagining that they could discourage us and stop the work. So I continued the work with even greater determination. Thank you, Jesus. See, even when people trying to lie on you and they trying to intimidate you, they trying to make you bend to them. They trying to make you stop what, what the plan, the purpose, and the will is. When people come up against the vision, you got to have even greater determination. You got to continue to do the work with even greater determination because without a vision, the people perish, okay? So God has given you this vision because the vision is leading you. You know, you might see yourself, the future self. It, it might seem so hard to get to where God has told you you won't be but remember God remember what God God said nothing is impossible with God that's what Jesus said he said nothing is impossible with God you gotta have even greater determination it don't matter if people lie on you you don't shrink back but you say listen I, I, I'm going to do what God told me to do. I'm going to stay focused on what God told me to do because I see the end. I see the end of my hard work. Jesus wasn't worried about the Pharisees and all of them. He had kingdom on his mind. He had the glory on his mind. He knew that this earth was not his home. He didn't get comfortable here. You understand me? Jesus didn't get comfortable here. He was like, I am not from here. Some of y'all from below, but he said, I'm from above. 
He was not about to not let his purpose go unfulfilled. Jesus, he had purpose on his mind. He said, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He said, but I have come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. That's purpose. That's the vision. He had the vision. Okay, so you got to have vision. If you can't see where you are going, you need to say, God, help me see. He said, help me see, right? The blind man. Oh, let me take you there. Um, Hold on real quick. Hold on, hold on. Okay, then. So we're going to go to John 9, verse 1. <clears throat> and it says, Jesus heals a man born blind. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples asked him, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? It's not because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus answered. This happened so that the power of God could be seen in him. We must quickly carry out the task assigned to us assigned us by the one who sent us the night is coming that no one can work but i but while i am here in the world i am the light of the world mm, child listen jesus just know his identity that's first and foremost he know his identity child he said i'm the light and while i'm here all y'all can see okay but even higher a lot of you haven't had a vision. You don't you don't understand why you're here. Since a young child, you know, people around you be like, oh, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be this. I want to be that. You seeing people that you went to school with being with being successful and, and fulfilling. I want to say purpose, but I don't know. Like, you know, but you see people what it looks like to be successful. You see that and you're just like, yo, ever since I was younger, I never knew. Like you always just felt like you was just like misunderstood. You felt like you just, you just didn't have what it takes to become successful. But God said that this has happened so the glory of God can be revealed in your life. Everyone that pushed you aside and was like, oh, you ain't never going to be nothing. All the ones that said, oh, you lazy. All the ones that said, oh, oh, you not the smartest. You not the best. God said he about to use you. You the very one he is about to use. The ones that everyone rejected. You are the one that everyone rejected. You were the outcast. Everybody always was like, oh, you ain't going to be nothing in life. Everybody expected you just to be on Section 8 and food stands and welfare all your life. That's what people expected out of you. That's what they thought you was worth. But God said, listen here. I have let you go without vision for just a time as this, because now I'm about to bring the vision to you. He said, I'm about to make this vision very plain to you. I'm about to bring purpose to you very plainly. And you are going to understand the assignment. He said, no longer are you going to be swayed, tossed to and fro, trying to, trying to get into these pyramid schemes and stuff. You're not going to be doing that no more. You're going to have kingdom on your mind. You won't understand the assignment, says the Lord. You got purpose, okay? You see how Jesus was like, he knew he was the light. You got to start understanding that you are the light. You are the light. You always stood out because you were the light. And people that love darkness, they don't want to be near the light. It's just like if you go into a dark room right now or when it get dark, you go into a dark a dark room and you turn that light on, your eyes go into shock. And then you be like, turn the light off. I, I know I do that. Don't let my kids come in my room and, and pop the light on. I be like, turn it off. 
Because your eyes got to adjust. You ever go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, you flip that light switch off and you be like, oh no, let me turn that light back off. It's because their eyes, their eyes have adapted to the light. Their eyes are filled with darkness. So when you would come around, they would try to either dim your light or they would make you feel ashamed of yourself or, or they would just, they, they just would show you that they don't care for you. But God said, it's because this whole time you've been the light. And I know that the person that I'm talking to, I know this is piercing your heart right now because God is allowing me to feel how it's hitting your heart. He said, that's the vision being stirred. He said, that's the vision that my, my child, I'm using my child to stir this vision within you. He said, I'm using my child to render sight to you. You are going to understand that this whole time I have been with you. This has been for the glory of God to be revealed in your life. So let me keep on going. It says, um, then he spit on the ground, made mud with the saliva and spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. He told him, go wash yourself in the pool of Salome. So the man went, which, which means sent. So the man, man went and washed and came back seeing. Mm, it's just that easy. God said he's about to send his word forth. And when he sends this word forth, he said, child, you are going to understand. Child, you are going to be able to see. So it says uh, his neighbors and others who knew him as a blind beggar asked each other, isn't this the man who used to sit and beg? Some said he was, and others said, no, he is just looks like him. Child, when the Lord gives you this sight, people that thought that they knew you going to be like, is that her? Is that her right there? You won't be unrecognizable because people are going to know that you are in your purpose. See, you'll be scrolling on social media and you'll be looking at people who act like they're happy, but their hearts inside, they are not happy because they're not in purpose. Just because they have the, these luxurious things, just because they book in trips and they, and they book in flights, they're not happy because they're not in purpose. They are not fulfilling the kingdom assignment. They're not happy. Listen, people, some of the people that be trying to look the happiest, that always want to flaunt what they got, they are the most depressed ones. They are the most miserable ones, okay? But the beggar kept saying, yes, I am the same one. They asked, who healed you? What happened? See, 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 that's it right there. People going to be like, who healed you? What happened? And you better testify, child, to what God has did for you. He told them, you're going to say, Jesus restored my vision. He gave me sight. He told me that I had purpose. He told me he has ransomed me. He told me I've been made queen for such a time as this. That's what you're going to be saying. I'm like, what do you mean? And you're like, I've been redeemed. <laughs> okay. You're going to look like redemption. So when, they, when you say I've been redeemed, they're going to be like, surely she has. Even the haters, the one that's going to be talking about you, the ones that's going to be trying to act like you're still the same person that they thought that they knew, them ones right there, mm-hmm, even they're going to see redemption. But see, what, what happens with hating is they don't want to admit it. 
They don't want to admit the change that happened in you. They don't want to admit that when you walked in, you took dominion over the atmosphere. They don't want to admit that when they come near you, you got the fragrance of heaven around you. They don't want to admit that, but it's okay because you already know that. You don't need them to validate you because God has validated you, okay? He's giving you sight. And um, he made mud and spread, hold on. He told them, the man they called Jesus made mud and spread it over my eyes and told me, go to the pool of Shalom, 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 and wash yourself. So I went and washed and now I can see. You're going to be like, I was just sitting there and, and the spirit of God came boldly upon me and I, I began to understand the purpose. You're going to be saying, I was clicking through the channels and I saw a commercial and then it, it, it showed me my purpose. I was scrolling down social media and I, was, I, I, I saw a post and it started making me understand my purpose. You're going to say, I was listening to Within Her Beauty's podcast and she started stirring my purpose up within me. That's what you can say, child. Listen, that's what you're going to say. You'll be like, the spirit of God came strongly upon me. Mmm. <laughs> it says, uh, where is he now? They asked. I don't know. He replied. Then they took the man who had been blind to the Pharisees because it was on the Sabbath that Jesus had made the mud and healed him. See, sometimes it's just a hater. <laughs> it's not even about the miracle. The, the, the hater is he, the haters going to be like, but it was on the Sabbath. That's what haters do. But it was on the Sabbath. Girl. Listen, I want you to be prepared for the hate and the jealousy because listen, listen to what they look past the miracle because they were hating. Right. Listen, 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 listen. Um, it says, so, um, they said because it was on the Sabbath that Jesus had made the mud and healed him. The Pharisee asked the man all about it. So he told them he put the mud over my eyes. And when I washed it away, I could see some of the Pharisees said, this man, Jesus is not from God for he is working on the Sabbath. Others said, but how could an ordinary sinner do such miraculous signs? So there was a deep division of opinion among them. Then the Pharisees again questioned the man who had been blind and the Demanded, what's your opinion about this man who healed you? The man replied, I think he must be a prophet. The Jewish leader still refused to believe the man and had had been blind and could now see. So they called in his parents. They asked him, Is this your son? Was he born blind? It is so. If so, how can he see now? His parents replied, We we know this is our son and that he was born blind, but we don't know how he can see or who healed him. See, people that, that, that think that they know you, they're going to have to testify to being like, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't understand this either, but I know now that he can see. Now I know she can see. Nobody else in my family has been a multi-billionaire. Nobody else in my family has fulfilled the purpose. Nobody else in my family even, even believes in Jesus. That's what people are going to be saying. But surely, surely my child has been healed because I know she was born blind. <laughs> I know that she was born blind. So surely I, I, I ask her. I don't know. They're not going to understand. They're going to have to turn back to you and be like, can you tell me? Like, what happened? <laughs> I don't understand. Um, and it says, but we don't know who, how he 
can see or who healed him. Ask him. He is old enough to speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders who had announced that anyone saying Jesus was the Messiah would be expelled from the synagogues. That's why they said he is old enough. Ask him. So for the second time, they called in the man who had been blind and told him. See, you got two blind people trying to figure out how you can see. That's how it's going to be. It's going to be a whole bunch of blind people figuring out how did, how, how can you see you're going to be peculiar. You're going to be the topic of conversation because they're going to be like, how? Surely I didn't think it was going to be her. Right? And it said, um, for the second time, they called in the man who had been blind and told him, God should get the glory for this. <laughs> you think? Because we know this man, Jesus, is a sinner. They tried it. They tried it. They tried it. But see, I'm going to keep going. But they tried it. They better put some respect on Jesus' name. Okay? But we're going to keep going. I don't, <laughs> I don't know whether he is a sinner, the man replied. But I know this, I was blind and now I can see. See, people that don't know the Lord, they're going to be like, it had to be something. It had to be something. What you mean Jesus healed you? It's going to be people who just, <laughs> who just are blind and they will not understand. And you got to be okay with that. Get, get comfortable in your new identity because the Lord said it's here to stay. Okay. You being the topic of conversation is here to stay. You walking in purpose is here to stay. He said, just get ready. Just get ready. Because what you won't be able to say is, but I know this. I don't know how he did it, but I do know this. I was blind and now I can see. Once I was dead in my sins and now I have been raised to new life in Christ. Child, can I tell you something? I don't know how I went from being in the world and being in sin to now having my sight restored and I can see. I don't really know how God did it. I just know that Jesus did it. I just know one day he came to me in John chapter 1 and said, in the beginning, the word existed. The word was with God and the word was God. That's all I know that happened. The impartation, I can't tell you how he did it. He just did it. But I can tell you this. Once I was blind, but now I can see. <laughs> and I'm here to testify. But what did he do, they asked. How did he heal you? Look, the man exclaimed. I told you once. Didn't you listen? Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? Then they cursed him and said, you are his disciples, but we are disciples of Moses. We know God spoke to Moses, but we don't even know where this man comes from. How much sense does that make? Why? Why? That's very strange. The man replied. See that? See some people. You. That's all you got to say to them. Why? That's very strange. <laughs> that's all you have to say when they trying to persecute you. They bring you in, trying to trying to make you uh make you. I don't even know what what, what the point of this was because they didn't want to hear the truth. It's people that's not going to want to hear the truth, and they just going to want you to stand before them and keep telling you the same thing over and over again. And you're going to be like, wow, that's just really strange. You're saying that you, that you know that God spoke to Moses, but you don't believe that Jesus is God. Okay. That's very strange to me. He healed my eyes, and yet you don't know where he comes from. We know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but he is ready to hear those who worship him and do his will. That's for somebody right there, that part right there, because I, I need to bring this somewhere else real quick, because the Holy Spirit, he just like, go right here, daughter. So that's where I'm going. Let me tell you something. 
I be on social media, child, and it be people that's just dark, in the darkness. And something that happened, you know, when something bad happened, everybody wants somebody to pray for them, right? But I need to tell you something, right? This is biblical. God doesn't listen to sinners. He, he, he ain't listening to sinners. So if you sit in there and you partaking in hot girl summer and then you, 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 something, something happened and then now you trying to pray and pray and pray. No, God sees your heart. If you want a strong delusion, he's going to send you a strong delusion. Meaning if you want to, to be in a lie, if you want to live in a lie, he's going to give you that lie because that's what you want. He's going to send that strong delusion to you. But he is ready to hear those who worship him and do his will. And do his will. Who's ready to worship him and do his will. You need to go say that to somebody. That always be like, pray for me, pray for me. But then their hearts is far from God. See, I had to let that silence speak. Silence speak. So you don't talk to him. You haven't talked to him since 1986. But now in 2023, you, you need to pray to him because you done found out that you about to do a bid for the bank that you did rob. Like how much sense does that make? Now I'm not saying God won't never talk to you, but you got to be ready to do his will and worship him. That's what God wants. If you ain't hit God up since 86, and now your court date coming up and you about to do a big, what you praying now for? I'm not saying don't pray, but the first thing you need to be doing is repenting and turning away. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. God want to hear you, but you got to want to hear him. Okay. Cause some people ain't ready for the truth and they get mad at the truth, but it's because you like a lie. I'm just saying them strong delusions be real. I've been there. That's that delusion really be that a delusion because you be delusional in that delusion. Cause it's stuff that I could think about that. I'd be like, I was really blind. That veil was thick over my eyes, child. Very thick. I couldn't see a lick. Okay. I couldn't, I couldn't see my hand in front of my face. I couldn't even see my nose, child. That's how thick that illusion, that delusion was. I'll be in the mirror and couldn't see. Child, but let me keep going. But I just feel like I need to get that to somebody, to get to somebody. Tell somebody to tell somebody. Like, you ain't prayed to God since 86. I'm just saying. Ever since, but... See, I feel like I'm not going to keep on going because you get the point. Like, if you, if you really repent and you turn away from your sins and you humble yourself, God will answer you. But if you just like, oh, Lord, just let me beat this. Let me beat that. And then when, it, and then when you don't beat the case from 86, you catching an attitude with God because he ain't answer you. But what about when he was trying to, to, to guide you and lead you and you didn't care about what he had to say? You could care less. Now you mad because you got to pay for the repercussions of your actions? That don't make no sense. You don't need to be mad at God. You need to be mad at yourself. And don't even blame that devil because all he did was entice you. You had that desire within you. That's what you wanted to do. Okay, but let me, <laughs> I know I just really went in, but let me keep going. Um, 
You were born a total sinner, they answered. Are you trying to teach us? And they threw him out of the synagogue. When Jesus heard what had happened, he found the man and said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? The man answered, Who is he, sir? I want to believe in him. You have seen him, Jesus said, and he is speaking to you. Yes, Lord, I believe, the man said, and he worshiped Jesus. Then Jesus told him, I entered this world to render judgment, to give sight to the blind, and to show those who think they see that they are blind. Some Pharisees who were standing nearby heard him and asked, are you saying we're blind? If you were blind, you wouldn't be guilty, Jesus replied, but you remain guilty because you claim you can see. Mm. That's a part of the humbling. Remember I just said you ought to humble yourself before God? When you just like think that you can see, you be all wrong. You be all wrong. But when you really humble yourself and be like, Lord, I don't know. I can't see. I don't understand why I was here. I don't understand why the sun goes down and the moon comes up. Lord, I don't understand. I just don't. I don't understand how I'm still standing. And it's people that have been, have done worse things than I have. And they are in the grave. What made me different? What set me apart? People that went through the things that I've went through, my childhood traumas alone could make somebody lose their mind. But yet, I still can function. I don't understand that. That's the humbling. That's the humbling God's looking for. God shows grace to the humble. But he opposes the pride. So humble yourself before God and he will lift you up in honor. Don't try to honor. So don't come to the Lord. Like, remember with the Pharisee and the, um, the sinner, I think it was a tax collector, and how the Pharisee was saying, oh, I ain't like this sinner, and da, da, da. But, then, but then the tax collector, he wouldn't even look his head up. He didn't even want to look up. And he was beating his chest because he knew that sinner went home justified that day. That Pharisee did not go home justified. That sinner went home justified before God. Because God humbles the proud. But he gives grace to the humble. Okay? And child, pride comes before the fall. But, let, but okay, let's, let's go back to this vision, right? <laughs> so, okay, the vision is going to lead you. I just felt like the Lord, he was leading me there, so we had to go there. Um, Joseph. Joseph went through hell. But the vision, he couldn't go back on that dream that he had. That dream that Joseph had was what kept him when he was in the pit. That kept him when he was betrayed. That kept him when he was lied on. That kept him even when, when he interpreted dreams and people forgot about him. It still kept him because he had vision on his mind. It, when he sat before his brothers, for, for the, you know, when they all went to go to the table, and he said, God has done this. I can't even be mad at you because God has done this. Because he used me to bring you out. He sent me ahead of you. When you got vision and purpose on your mind, it's not about who hurt you no more. It's not about who says something about you. But it's about God has done this for my good. Surely we couldn't be sitting at this banquet right now. If it wasn't for God. 
God allowed you to throw me in that pit. God allowed you to sell me into slavery. God allowed you to lie on me. God allowed you to throw me in the prison. God allowed me to interpret them dreams. And God also allowed me to be the head over everything in Egypt. That's the mindset that Joseph had. That was all a part of the vision he seen in his dream. It's okay to be a dream. Don't let nobody be like, oh, you just got a lot of dreams, but I don't see them come true. It's all right. That's all right. God will make the vision very plain to you. And, and, and you don't have to prove it. And when you get into the vision, you are going to be a new creation. You're not even going to have this, I told you so. You're not going to have that mentality. But you're going to have, come eat with me. All of it. You, you, you can have your fill. What is going on with you right now? God is bringing everything to the surface. Because he wants to deal with it with you. Because where he's taking you, it can't be there. How he's positioning you, it can't be there. Where he's sending you, it can't be there. He's doing a work in you so he can feed you to many. Okay? You are the two fish in the five loaves. And God is about to multiply you. All that hurt, all that pain, all that sorrow, all that trauma, God is about to feed it to the multitudes. And you are going to set people free. I decree and declare that today in the name of Jesus. Don't hold on to it. Give it up to God. Give that bitterness up. Give that resentment up. Give that jealousy up. Give that, that, that misunderstanding up. Give it all up because God's going to use it all. Mm. he's going to use it all for your good. I'm telling you, my God will use it all for your good. Mm. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day. And we were just talking about how, um, you know, like our past, the things that we have done, right? And how like, you know, because I'm, I'm not, I was not Miss Innocent, but you know, I, I wasn't innocent. But a lot of like heartbreaks that I have dealt with, made me who I am today because now I understand my worth more by living a life where I wasn't, I wasn't respecting the worth of who I was. I wasn't respecting myself. I, I wasn't respecting myself, but I, I expected other people to respect me. That That's a delusion right there. Right. And she was like, you know, that's a good way to look at it because like, now I know what is not, what I'm not accepting and what I will accept. Now I understand that when it's time for my husband to come, the qualities that I expect out of him, you know, I want to respect him more. I want to love him differently by the things that happen because he's not going to be like that. He's going to be what I always wanted. Oh, child, just think about it, right? And you can add this to any part of your life. When you waiting and waiting and waiting, and then you finally get that thing you was looking for, and you had to you had to go through hell to get it, but you finally got it. You wanna appreciate that thing differently. You wanna nurture that thing differently. You wanna love that thing differently. And it's the same thing. It's the same thing with even your purpose, with even your vision. You are going to love 
this healed self of you. This healed self of you, this healed version of you, my man. You're going to love this healed version of you because it's going to be what you always wanted. And I hear the Lord saying, and some. He said, and some, because listen, when when God does a thing, he blesses your socks off, child. He blesses your socks off. He is not going to play about you. He is going to show off. All those times you was humiliated, all them times you was disgraced, all them times you was hurt, God is about to show off. Listen, you may as well pull up a seat. Pull up a seat. That's what you're going to tell people. Pull up a seat because you to hear all of this, you got to pull up a seat. Get comfortable because I'm about to tell you all that God has done for me. So just, just get excited. If, if anything, if the one thing that you can focus on that can just ignite this vision within you is that there's a healed version of you. There is a woman that you've never met that is you. Mm. She's you. But you've never met her. Right now you're hearing about her because faith comes by hearing the word of God. But one day you're going to get to live a healed life. Mm. But we got to start at this root. Got to start at the root. We got to dig it up. We got to start at this root. Because when God blesses you, he adds no sorrow to it. Mm. A lot of you, if I could say all, are living a counterfeit version of who you were meant to be. And when you get to that top of that mountain and you see all that you have conquered on your way up, child, you are going to be like, Lord, (laughs) why you ain't let this happen sooner? When you really get to see the beauty for your ashes, child. Ain't nobody going to be able to tell you nothing. I'm telling you, ain't nobody going to be able to tell you nothing when you, when you really get that scripture fulfilled in your life. That God will give you beauty for your ashes. When you really get in. Mm, let, me, let, me, let, me take you to, um, let me take you to Joel or Joel, whichever one you want to call him. I think I'm going to call him Joel because I like that. Uh, we're going to go to Joel. <laughs> His name probably Joel, though. <laughs> but, see, Joel, that sounds so cute, don't it? Um, let me tell you what God said. So, we're going to go to um, Joel 2, verse 18. Then the Lord will pity his people and jealously guard the honor of his land. Oh, this is his promise of restoration. Store this in your heart, child. The Lord replied, look, I am sending you grain and new wine and olive oil, enough to satisfy your needs. You will no longer be an object of mockery among the surrounding nations. He said, no longer are you going to be an object of mockery. No longer. Because people about to see Okay, the Lord said he's going to send that oil. He said he's sending that wine because you're going to be dripping. Okay, everywhere you go, you're going to leave a trail of just anointing behind you, child. Listen, you better decree and declare that over your life in the name of Jesus today. Say, wherever I'm going, I'm dripping. Wherever I go, you're going to see the anointing following me. It's going to be a trail of anointing following me. Okay. 
He said, um, I will drive away these armies from the north. I will send them into the parched wastelands. Those in the front will be driven into the Dead Sea. And those at the rear into the Mediterranean. The stench of their rotting bodies will rise over the land. Surely the Lord has done great things. Don't be afraid, O land. Be glad now and rejoice. For the Lord has done great things. Don't be afraid, you animals of the field. For the wilderness pastures will soon be green. The trees again will again be filled with fruit. Fig trees and grapevines will be loaded down once more. Rejoice, you people of Jerusalem. Rejoice in the Lord your God. For the rain he sends demonstrates his faithfulness. One more, Once more the autumn rains will come, as well as the rains of springs. The threshing floor... Floors will again be piled high with grain and the presses will overflow with new wine and olive oil. The Lord says, I will give you back what you lost to the swarming locusts, the hopping locusts, the stripping locusts, and the cutting locusts. It was I who sent this great destroying army against you. Oh, child, he said he's giving you back what them savages tried to take from you. He said, I'm giving that back to you. I'm giving it back and some, and some. So just, the Lord is saying, just when I started to bless you and you think that it's done, you think I'm done pouring, you going to hear in your spirit and some. Oh, child, you going to hear it and some, okay? You will be, oh, surely the Lord's done blessing me. He said, nah, I'm just getting started. <laughs> Once again, you will have all the food you want and you will praise the Lord your God who does these miracles for you. Never again will my people be disgraced. Then you will know that I am among my people, Israel, that I am the Lord your God and there is no other. Never again will my people be disgraced. The Lord is promising his spirit. Then after doing all these things, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on servants, men and women alike. And I will cause wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and columns of smoke. See, that's the thing about your purpose. You, you sometimes, listen, I'll be sitting down. I'll be like, Lord, I just surrender. And he just pours his spirit out. And I begin to speak his word. And I'll be like, ooh, uh, revelations, revelations. <laughs> it is the same with you. Just be like, I pour your spirit out on me. Pour your spirit out in my house. Pour your spirit out over my finances. Pour your spirit out over my business. Pour your spirit out or everything, Lord. I want everything to be oily. I, will, I, I don't even want to be able to pick up the blessings because they so oily. And that's what I want, Lord. Just pour the oil out <laughs> in the name of Jesus. So the sun will become dark. The moon will turn blood red before the great and terrible day of the Lord arrives. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For some on Mount Zion in Jerusalem will escape. Just as the Lord has said, these will be among the survivors whom the Lord has called. Okay. So right there, he telling you I'm giving it back. I'm pouring my spirit out. Y'all going to dream dreams and have visions. Y'all going to be prophesying. Let's just get, get into your purpose. Give the Lord the time that he needs. What I, I should I say he needs or that you need. He want to be, he wants you to be in his presence, but you need this. Cause Matthew 6, 33 
says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. So when you seek in the kingdom of God, everything else is added unto you. There's nothing else that you got to do, but seek first the kingdom. And then he'll tell you what to do. And then you'll be like, all right. And then you do it. And he adds everything else onto you. And then you seek the kingdom again. Everything else is added onto you. Because God is saying, my people are waiting to hear your testimony. All creation is eagerly waiting for you to manifest. The trees is waiting. The flowers is waiting. The grass is waiting for you to manifest. The, his people, his souls are waiting for you to manifest. And I ain't talking about that, that demonic manifestation either. I'm talking about you, the God's word becoming flesh in your life. That's what I'm talking about. I ain't talking about no law of attraction because that's demonic. Okay. We rebuke that in the name of Jesus. We talking about how Jesus is the word. And when the word was spoken to Mary, it impregnated her and she gave birth to the living word, the word becoming flesh, the word of God. Okay. I had to throw that in there for somebody because I don't want you to be deceived because we ain't doing none of that manifestation stuff over here that they do in the word in the world. Okay, we ain't doing none of that. We is not doing none of that. Okay, <laughs> let's make that clear. Okay, clear. If you need to run it back, run it back again so you can hear me clearly. We ain't doing none of that worldly manifestations. Okay. Um, Isaiah 35 is where I want to close this off in the name of Jesus. Okay. Y'all ready? Let's go. Even the wilderness and and desert will be glad in those days. The wasteland will rejoice and blossom with spring. I don't know what that word is. Karokas? Yes. I'm going to have to look that up. I'm going to have to look that up. There will be an abundance of flowers and singing and joy. The deserts will become as green as the mountains of Lebanon and as lovely as Mount Carmel, Carmel or the plain of Sharon. The Lord will display his glory, his splendor of our God. With this news, strengthening those who have tired hands and encourage those who have weak knees. Say to those with fearful hearts. So the Lord is telling me to say this to you. So allow this to penetrate your spirit. Stop whatever you're doing for a second and focus on what I'm saying to you. He says, say to those with fearful hearts, be strong and do not fear. For your God is coming to destroy your enemies. He is coming to save you. God is doing that in your life. He brought you to this podcast at this very moment, to this very second, because he wants you to hear, don't be afraid, be strong. For God is coming to destroy your enemies. He's coming to save you. That's what God is doing. That's what he's doing. I got this highlighted because I was in my prayer time. He said, go tell my people. I'm coming to save them. I'm coming to destroy their enemies. No longer will you will you have the terror that follows you. No longer will you be stalked in the midnight hour. He said, I'm coming to render judgment on your behalf. 
And when he comes, he will open the eyes of the blind and unplug the ears of the deaf. The lame will leap like a deer and those who cannot speak will sing for joy. Springs will gush forth in the wilderness and streams will water the wasteland. The parched ground will become a pool and the springs of water will satisfy the thirsty land. Marsh grass and reeds and rushes will flourish where the desert jackals once lived. Listen, God is saying he allowed this to go on for a time. So people can see you one way, but then they see you after God just touches you. When God just puts his hand over your life, child, just over your life, you are never the same. So when surely when his hand is in it, Mm, child, listen, child, child, ask the Lord to put his hand in your life. Um, and a great road will go through the once desert land. It will be named the highways of holiness. Evil minded people will never travel on it. It will be only for those who walk in God's ways. Fools will never walk there. Lions will not lurk along his course, nor any other fear, ferocious beast. There will be no other dangers. Only the redeemed will walk on it. Those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter Jerusalem singing, crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and mourning will disappear and they will be filled with the joy and gladness. Hold on, fam. Hold on. I heard one of my kids coming and I, I knew that they was going to like, be all abrupt with it. So I was like... Let me just give them a warning that we we in this word. But um, yeah, God is doing it. He's he's restoring it. You are not gonna have sorrow. You're not gonna be mourning. You're gonna have anything. If anything, you're gonna shout with gladness. When you try to cry, you're not going to be able to cry because God is removing your tears. In Revelations, he says he's going to wipe the tears from their eyes and they're not going to cry no more. You are going to understand what true joy looks like. Weeping may endure, but joy will come in the morning. Okay? I'm telling you. You are about to shout with gladness because what God is about to do for you, the, the way he is about to give you vision, the way you are about to fulfill your purpose, the way he is about to breathe his breath on you, I'm telling you, you are going to be unrecognizable. Those moments where you, you just were crying out to the Lord, those moments when you were fearful, those moments when you had doubt. They're all going to be faded away from you. All you're going to be able to do is just praise God about the glory he has, has, has poured out on you. He is making you glorious, okay? Let me pray for you and I'm going to let you go. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just thank you for bringing this word, Jesus. I thank you for just having your way. I thank you for the vision, Father God. I thank you that you just lead us to the vision, Father God. But Lord, I'm praying for this child receiving this word. Lord, give her vision. Father God, I'm asking that her vision be restored, Lord. And that she begins to see purpose when she looks into the mirror. She begins to see her true identity when she looks in the mirror, Lord. When she speaks, Lord, fill her mouth with wisdom. 
Give her an abundance of understanding, Father. Allow her to gain new knowledge, Lord God. Lord, I'm praying that she seeks after this hill version of herself, Lord. I pray that she just seeks your kingdom above all else and your righteousness. And everything will be added on to her, Father God. That's what I'm praying over her life, Lord. I just want to give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. It is in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Mm, Family, when I was asking the Lord just now for knowledge, I had um, thought about, I was drinking coffee earlier, and on the mug, it said, um, what did it say, Lord? It said, build your faith with knowledge. Mm. And faithful, you know, faith without works is dead. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. So as the Lord is revealing to you purpose and plan over your life, right? Right? Build it. Start learning about what God is telling you you're going to do. Build your faith with knowledge. So seek after God and tell him, be like, Lord, help me be this whole version. Lord, help me get into purpose. Lord, help me build my vision. You got to build your faith with knowledge. You got to have understanding because then you can have the works. But if you got faith, but you don't got no works, then what are you doing? You know, you got to have works with your faith because faith without works is dead. Right? So just write things out. Habakkuk chapter 2. Like around verse two, he says, write the vision out, make it plain on a tablet so a runner can run it. You got to write your vision out because there's a time that you won't run. Isaiah 40, 40, it says, those that wait upon the Lord will, will find new strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary and they will walk and not faint. So that means that there's a time in your weariness that you got to remember that you're going to run. So even with this vision, you might not have the finances, you might not have the wisdom, you might not have the understanding, you might have the, not have the knowledge, but God's saying still write the vision down because it's a time that you're going to run. It's a time that you're going to run that thing, okay? It's a time that you're going to start running that thing, okay? So just get the vision out, all right, sis? I love you so, 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 so much, but let's not forget that most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.